Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. On this podcast, you will feel empowered to release the feelings of shame, trauma, isolation, and sense of loss that can often come from a difficult marriage, painful breakup, and divorce. You will be given the insights and inspiration you need to love yourself fiercely, be sure of your worthiness, and to handle the challenges of post-divorce life with strength and humor. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. I'm here today with the gorgeous Khalifa Raba. She is a amazing woman. She has a 10-year-old son. She has a law degree, a master's in human rights and social justice. She's worked for the Ministry of Justice there in the UK, and she started her own living and care home to take care of people. But what's really fantastic is Khalifa has a podcast called The Happy Single Mom, where she looks at single motherhood in a way that helps to bring joy to the many challenges. And I am so excited to have this conversation with you today, Khalifa. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really am excited to be on. I Yeah, I love your page. I love your podcast. Yeah, so thank you for inviting me. I can't wait to dive into this conversation. I know our our pre our pre recorded conversation had us giggling and laughing like crazy. So hopefully now, listeners, you're gonna love the recorded part. We both have, if you could see us, we have smiles from ear to ear right now because Definitely. we've been having yeah. so much fun together. <laughs> so I would love to hear from you. You have this amazing background, law and master's degree in human rights and social justice. These are big heavy um subjects and you know your background in the in working for the ministry what brought you to this topic of being a happy single mom how did you make that journey well um i am originally from nigeria so um and we moved over to the uk when i was 4 years old and the thing about having parents that are immigrants they the only thing that they see as the quote unquote on your side would be the American dream is education. You know, so mm. you have to have a degree, you have to have a, a good standing job and you have to look like you're wonderful in society. So I had two options mm-hmm. in life when I was growing up with my African parents. They said to me, you either become a do- doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. And I hated <laughs> <laughs> and I hated both. So I just said, all right, fine, Dad, I'm going to study law. And I studied law and I blimmin' hated it. Um, and I met my son's dad when I was actually in college. I was 16 years old when I met him and he Mm. was the, he was the bad boy, he would say. And I was the, the good girl with the books. And oftentimes (laughs) in life, we as women, because I feel like I'm a natural project manager, darling. So um, (laughs) and we're like, I'm going to fix you. Yes, you're Mm -hmm. broken. I'm going to fix you. So we started our relationship. It was extremely toxic from from the get go. However, I, um, my mum and dad actually separated and I I was determined not to have a failed relationship because I saw the breakdown of their relationship. So I stayed in that relationship for a long time, um, experienced a lot of emotional abuse. Um, mm. 
I finally became pregnant. I got pregnant whilst I was doing my law degree, but then I decided to have a termination. And I've shared this on my platform before, um, and which I find that a lot of women don't talk about is the fact that I had a termination. It was, for me, it was a quick fix. I called a company up and gave them 500 pounds. The next day I booked, I had my appointment and mm. I got rid of, of the baby because I just didn't know how I was going to tell my parents that I was pregnant whilst doing my law degree. I just that, thought that they would just kill me. Mm-hmm. So I made the decision to terminate the pregnancy because I didn't want to be a single mom. I always felt like single yeah. mother was just, that's them, not me. <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. them. But I, um, I had the termination, didn't think anything of it. And I remember there was a particular day I was at home and I was watching TV and a Pampers advert came on and I cried for like, two hours just just thinking oh my god imagine if I had a boy imagine if I had a girl like how old would the child I was start I started calculating if I'd had the baby how old would the baby be like there was so much emotion it was like an emotional roller coaster and in my heart I was like I'm never doing this again like no one ever talks about the the after effect that that happens when Mm -hmm. you have a combination so um I continued in my relationship, even though he was abusive. He started cheating on me um, Mm. and I then became pregnant again. (laughs) And I said to him, I'm keeping this baby. And he was like, "Uh, I don't really, you had, you got rid of one baby. Why can't you just get rid of this one? I was like, nope. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping this baby. And then he then said to me, well, I've got something to tell you. Bearing in mind, we've been on and off since I was 16, um, 10 years so he said I've got something to tell you I was like what he said I've met someone and I'm I'm and she's pregnant at the moment and I'm yeah he was like I'm gonna marry her and I said what the hell are you talking about like my family completely hated him so I had so much problems with my family because he was just a bad boy he had like a motorbike that used to come and just rev outside my mum's house and the thing is oftentimes our parents are right because as soon as my angel, my mom, she was like, I don't like that guy. And I was like, I love him. What do you mean? He's, he's my <laughs> you know? And I did not want to go back with my tail between my legs and tell them that they were right. You know, I was yeah. fighting for this, this nonsensical relationship. And I remember when he said that he said to me that I'm, yeah, I can't do this. The relationship is over. And I'm, I, something I even tell my son now, because my son's 10 years old. And I said, when he says, oh, mom, can I have something? Please, please, please. I'm like, I don't beg me. Don't beg. If I say no, that's, that's it. And mm-hmm. the reason why I'm saying that is because when my, um, my ex said to me that I don't want this child, I don't want you, I'm moving on. I got on my knees and I begged this man. I said, please, do not do this to me. Do not leave me. I do not know what I'm going to do. I do not want to be a single mom. And oftentimes in life, when we are afraid of something, I quote unquote, me not wanting to be a single mom, you run right into its arms. It's kind of like a self fulfilling So, yes. um, yeah. So fast forward to when I had my son, um, I then was just really sad. I was low. I was depressed all the time. And I kind of felt like as soon as he left my house, um, and didn't kind of look back, I kind of let in sadness, um, depression, condemnation, um, 
just wasted time and I didn't get to enjoy my pregnancy fully. I didn't get to enjoy the wonderful things that happens when you are pregnant. And I remember when I told someone I was pregnant and they said to me, congratulations. And I was like, congratulations. Like you just, I was just in such an emotion, horrible emotional state. But, um, yes, yeah, so I had some therapy. I had some, um, I had to look within myself and figure out that my son is the biggest gift I, I ever mm. had. And I remember I was, I went out to dinner with um, a couple of friends and there was a lady that was there and we were talking and she said to me that her and her husband had been married for years upon years and they've been trying for a child. She's got this rare disease that she, where her period goes inside her kind of, it's just, she's just got mm. a, a syndrome. And then she was saying to me that, um, she all she wants in life is a child and I think my son was maybe around one one years old at that time she was like all she wants is a child and when I was on my my drive home I started sobbing I was like I've been such a depressed mom for so long mm. the thing that I was so sad about that would bring another person's world to completion yeah you know yeah. and I just decided that I'm gonna be a happy mom because ultimately in life we have choices. We could have poor what we make poor ones and we can make good ones. And I promised myself that on day to day I'm going to choose happiness. Um life isn't always smooth. Um I have very, very dark days, but ultimately I refuse to be that stereotypical, angry, depressed, broken mum. I want mm. to the narrative and hence why I say happy single moms because you can be single and you can be happy and you can be a happy mom so that's mm. it <laughs> yeah wow okay so your story I, I found tears welling up in my eyes oh, in several parts of your story but oh, I, you know I think that's good because it <laughs> creates that connection and that empathy and and yeah. that under you know that that that, oh my gosh, I experienced many of those feelings. Mm. Um, I was married when I had my children, but it was a very painful, toxic mm. marriage, much like your relationship was so toxic. And um, I, I, like you, felt like I couldn't enjoy my pregnancies and I couldn't enjoy my children as brand new babies because there was so much other pain happening in my relationship in my life. And so when you said that, it, it brought up a lot of, oh, I that's one of my big regrets is I wish mm -hmm. I could have embraced my pregnancy and their infancy a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was it was just all so hard. It was, yeah. yeah, it was it is it is hard. And ultimately even with the podcast now, because I've been podcasting for a year and I started the podcast, the Happy Single Moms podcast, as an emotional outlet during the pandemic. And mm. um, I, the first story I put up was um, how I became a single mom because I just kind of just wanted to just bear it all out. And now um, I get loads of DMs from moms, um, pregnant women saying, I'm pregnant, I'm in the same position, what the heck do I do? I feel mm. so sad, I don't think I can do this. And I tell people that if you can go through the pregnancy alone, that by far is the most the most badass thing you ever do in life. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. is the first, the same way we do exams, you know, that's the first tick 
you know, if Mm -hmm. I can do this, then I can do that. If I can do this, Mm -hmm. then I can do that. You know, you've gone through the first hurdle. You just have to keep running. Don't stop. (laughs) Keep running. You know, mm-hmm. and don't look behind because that's what we do sometimes. We look yeah. behind. And it's so funny that e- even in blimming cars, we have the, the what's this, the rear view mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so small for us to look at mm-hmm. the past. And we have such a massive win- mirror or, or window in front of us. But mm-hmm. yet we're so fixated on what's behind me, what's behind me. You know, that we are just not focused on what's ahead. So just carry on pressing ahead to anyone listening. Press ahead. Bad days never It's seasonal. That is a golden nugget right there. That is, uh, I, I love the imagery you used with that yeah. because it's very true. And when you get fixated on what's in your rearview mirror, you crash because <laughs> yes. you're not looking at what's ahead of you it's and so you true. bring on the pain, you bring on the disaster, mm. you bring on the accident because you're not focused on right here, right now. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. So let's get into real single mommy life. Yeah. You talk on your podcast about some really, really deep subjects. Um, you mm. talk about self-doubt mm. and baby father drama and sex and loneliness. You talk about some really, really powerful topics, yet you always bring it back to choose happy. Mm-hmm. How did you find that way, that choose happy as as being your, your mantra, your mm-hmm. everything that I'm doing, I'm going to bring it back to this? Because I made so many mistakes. <laughs> I made so many mistakes in regards to um, having self-doubt. I, 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 I was doubting myself. I'm even down to my choices. My Even down to the course I studied, it was because of my parents. The relationship mm. I was with was because I wanted to fix this person. It was never about me and my happiness. So I helped cater everyone else's happiness but mine. So... I chose me really. And that's what happiness is, is choosing what makes you happy. I'll give you an example. Um, over this weekend, um, my girlfriends were, they were going out for dinner. It was one of our friend's birthdays. Um, but there were two birthday parties I had to, to go to. And I chose to go to one. I didn't go to the other one. And uh, my friends called me up and said, oh, why didn't you come? I said, oh, I just didn't want to. But ultimately, it's because I've made a choice in my life now at 34 that I'm not going to go somewhere where I might feel I have to fake a smile. You know, mm-hmm. if I might feel uncomfortable. This is the only life we get to live. Why, mm-hmm. why spend it going somewhere where you're not going to be happy or you're not going to be celebrated or you're not going to have any joy? Why choose a job that you know that you're not going to like you know or why not just do the job that you might not necessarily enjoy for now and work on your dream Mm -hmm. those are I made so many mistakes and the thing is one thing I realized is that I wasted so much time and time is something that we cannot get back at all look at Mm -hmm. Stephen Jobs such a magnificent Mm -hmm. man made the apple um laptop and the watch and all of this stuff but he had cancer. Mm-hmm. That money, that money that he has could not save his life. It could not give him more time. And time wasted being depressed, being low, um, upset about your situation. Yeah, you can't get that back. 
and I spent too many years being sad. Yes, my situation was messed up. Yes, I made poor choices, but get up and move on, sister. So ultimately, that's why I had to get back to it. I do tell people, which I do myself, is that if I'm upset, if something bad has happened, I allocate time. I give myself a Mm -hmm. peace. I'm like, do you know what? Friday to Sunday, I'm going to cry. I'm going (laughs) to drink. I'm going to wear mascara and look in the mirror and let the tears go down and just... (laughs) So I actually allocate time to be sad, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, all right, Khalifa, you've had your pity party now. I, I tell myself, you've had your pity party now. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Time is so precious for you to be wasting it. And I'm not unrealistic and think, I'm not saying that think life is wonderful and we've just survived a whole pandemic. We're practically living in a Netflix series right now. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but. <laughs> They're little joys in life. Like there are just so many things that we, we, we miss. Like my son was sleeping in my bedroom. I'm still trying to kick him out. (laughs) The other night. And whilst he was sleeping, he was laughing in his sleep. And I just, I felt so much joy. I was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. But when, as a mom, we miss stuff like that because we're thinking about the bills. We're thinking about our job. Mm -hmm. We're thinking about... Don't miss, don't, don't miss. I plead anyone listening, live in the moment, choose Mm -hmm. happiness. Even people that are depressed and they go to therapists, they say to them, um, get, get a book, write three things that you're grateful for, like have some gratitude. And the more we stop looking at ourselves and our circumstances and da, 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 because nothing is going to be perfect. No Mm -hmm. one is perfect. Yeah. So just be grateful for the little things. I'm I'm happy because I'm alive. I'm happy because mm-hmm. I, I'm happy because it's, you know, I'm happy because I can pay a bill. I'm happy because I've got a roof over my head, you know? So there are things that we can find joy in everywhere. There's no one on earth that can, can say that there isn't something that they can be grateful for. I refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. I love this so much <laughs> because Here's here's the thing. It it really is our perspective and the lenses that we're wearing. And so if we are wearing very dark colored lenses and we're looking at our situation from that dark color, then yes, things seem we see that difficult part. We see the sad part. We see the hurt part. But you're right. If we can wear those gratitude lenses yeah. and put a little sparkle and shine, then yes. Looking instead of, oh, my kid sleeps with me every night and it's so awful and and he's he's going to be a mama's boy for the rest of his life and he's going to be 45 years old and still living in my house. And, you know, instead of going down that road, it's look at he looks like such an angel. He's such a, his face is calm and relaxed in his little hands. That's, I remember him sleeping like that as a baby and his little legs are all curled up. And I can say this because any chance my 10 year old, almost 11, and gets to sleep with me, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> why, they, like, um, why can they not just stay in their own room? I don't want boys. But then, then you get the the opportunity because boys are crazy. <laughs> but you get the opportunity to see them that calm, peaceful, yeah. angelic, yeah. and you go, "Oh yes, 
Yes, I do love you. <laughs> yeah. But yes, you know I what I find funny about boys you. is the fact that whenever whenever I drop off my son to the, um on, to school, I say to him, "Just like give mommy a kiss." He's like, "No." Ew. I'm like, "But you're sneaking in my room every night." But he would deny me before he's friends. Like, no, I'm not giving you he's a kiss. He's got to be the manly man. He's a cool be. dude. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, I got to say, I, I think it might be a little bit of a phase because my 16-year-old has kind of gone back into that very loving phase of, oh, oh, give me a hug, mama. Let me hug you. Bye, mama. Because he's getting a lot of freedom now. He's got his own car. Oh. He's getting freedom. And he had his own first accident, you know, so all the milestones are being hit. (laughs) Just a little little bumper, a little bumper tap. But um, he's getting into that. Like now that he has freedom, he's actually coming home more. You know, he's like, oh, I was playing football down the road. I just wanted to stop by, you know, because it's his dad's weekend. And he's just coming around more. I just, hi, mama. And, you know, he's giving me a hug. And I know. He's a big 6'2", 220-pound football player, constantly bruised, and hi, mama. <laughs> it's really oh. cute. So they'll co- they come back. They come Good. Back. Boys love wait. their mamas. <laughs> <laughs> Boys love their mamas. So I want to talk, touch on a little bit. I'd love to hear a specific story from you, whatever you're comfortable talking about, about a time, whether it was baby drama or baby daddy drama time or a self-doubt time, that like a very specific thing where you were able to say, okay, this situation stinks. Mm. Here's the bright side. Because I think it would really help listeners to have a really a specific concrete example of what choosing happy can look like in a real situation? Um, situation stinks. I would say ultimately was my, my job that I was in for 10 years for the Ministry of Justice. Now on paper, I looked like I had my ish together in regards to doing the law degree, having a job, working in the court system, being able to see judges and barristers and having such a magnificent job on paper, but I hated it, you know, Mm. and, um, I hated going into work every day. I hated the fact that I was paying so much money for a private daycare and not seeing my child. Mm-hmm. So from um, six o'clock in the morning to six o'clock at night, my child was with someone else. And I would go home, um, cook, and then by maybe nine o'clock bedtime. And I found myself mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just sitting around having a glass of wine every single day because I was so low. I was like, I need to find something that brings me more joy. And um, I was driving into work on a particular Monday after dreading Sunday night. I was like, oh, if I stay up l- later, then Monday won't come. <laughs> <laughs> I stay up later. It's funny. Monday, it never quite works. <laughs> but Monday came all right. And I was driving into work. And I just went into my manager's office and I was like, I'm handing in my notice. This is going to be my last week here. And then my manager was like, what are you, what are you on about? The pension, this is the civil service. The pension is great. Where are you going to go? You said that you are a single mom. Where are you? And I was like, I don't know. This, he said, do you, you haven't got another job lined up? I said, no, I haven't got anything lined up. And 
I lost because I worked there for so long. So I had like close friends, but I lost mm-hmm. because of it. My family thought I was crazy. <laughs> I um, had just a little bit of savings, but it wasn't that much. Um, and I, I haven't lacked. I haven't. Mm. Um, it was so freaking scary. But like an abusive relationship, you're in it, for example, and you can't see the light. But then when you're on the other side, you're like, thank God I left. And I thought I left because if I was still working there, for example, I don't think I would have done the podcast. I don't think I would have been, I, I was conditioned with just doing the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm still on a wheel. So that time, yeah, working there was really dark for me uh, because it was something I wasn't doing. Handing in my notice was very, very fearful. But I enjoy now not knowing what is going to come next. I think there's a beauty in it and there's happiness in it that, do you know what? I can't control everything. The same way I was in a a relationship and I tried to control it. I tried to be the perfect girlfriend. I tried to cook and clean and do everything, give you sex whenever you like. And it did not go the way I envisioned. And ultimately, Uh that is where I kind of get my happiness from now as well. Like, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to come next. This We've survived the pandemic. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and people are freaking out. But there's beauty and uncertainty as well. Mm. So I have joy in that and I'm happy that I'm making choices for the future me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can see yeah. her and I can say that, do you know what? She would hand in her notice if she's not happy. She would start her own business she would start a podcast she would be happy every day so I make decisions now on her you know might not be her today (laughs) but I make decisions on her who what would she do you know you have to just step into the woman you want to be and yeah so that's why I just get dark time for find happiness now in uncertainty and just keep it pushing I just keep it pushing if things don't go my way if I wake up tomorrow, okay, start again. Reset button. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like every time you talk, you touch a piece of my soul okay. <laughs> and bring a lot of emotions up in me. So that w- was a, a really perfect story of of your, you were in a, a safe place as far as having a pension, having a job that you could count on, having a paycheck you could count on, having a routine, having a structure, and all of the things society says you should have, your parents, your friends, the people around you. And yet you said, but this isn't serving me. That what good is the pension going to do me if I'm not happy right now? That pension is meaningless. And you chose uncertainty and joy over that, which really speaks to me because I'm I'm in a very similar situation now. I've been yeah. 20 years at, in education wow. and, you know, master's degree in it and all of that kind of stuff. And it is that, you know, it served me for a while, but is it serving me anymore? And mm-hmm. you do, you get all the people, but you're, you know, you have... With, 10, 15 more years till retirement. And then you get the pension. I'm like, but that's 10 or 15 more years. Where's, where's the the joy? Where's, yeah. So I, I, you're really, um, 
that's very powerful. And what you did, that step to turn in your notice and choose you and choose mm-hmm. uncertainty and understand that you have the power to make your own future, there is so much strength in that. And it's utterly terrifying. You are so far out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And so far out of everybody listening, I'm sure, can totally understand. I can only imagine how your heart must have been thumping, turning in. Yeah. With Without a clear, you're not going from this prison to that prison. Yeah, I didn't sign yeah. up for somewhere else with a pension. Mm-hmm. I'm making my way. Ultimately, as human beings, especially women, we love control the same way I, I see mm-hmm. with, with with boys. Boy, the reason why I feel like a lot of mum boy mums <laughs> struggle sometimes is because boys are just they, you can't control them. They're just bouncing no. off the walls. They, they, they will turn a sock into a slime fest. You know, they're just <laughs> different, different kind of creatures. But as women, <laughs> as mums, we we want kind of control we want you know structure and even when I look at my friends that have daughters and their girls will just be sitting nicely and they act like normal mm-hmm. human beings I'm like oh my god these are aliens how did you make this child sit down but to be quite frank I have enjoyed my journey after I handed in my notice I enjoyed the uncertainty of just not knowing. And I enjoyed my son more because I'm just like, do you know what? I'm a Christian as well. I'm like, God's got us, you know, we're not going to go hungry. God's got us. And, um, that's just how I've, I've lived my life. Just, all right, cool. Every day I wake up, there's a new opportunity and I can't, I don't know it all. We don't know it all. We even down to, like I just said, the, the pandemic, no one has the answers, you know. We can't even trust yeah. the government, for example. We don't know whether this vaccine is going to kill us all later on, or whether, you know, we just don't. We just don't know whether there's going to be even another v- virus. We just mm-hmm. don't know anything, and there's a beauty in not knowing it as well. We mm. just have to embrace it. When would we even have a time where we can sit at home for two years? <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so many people that I've spoken to um on my podcast in this pandemic the amount of people that have birthed businesses birthed their dreams birthed new new relationships so even down to uncertainty this pandemic things have happened seeds have been planted Mm -hmm. so just embrace every step of the way it might look crazy but you can before, even as women, we cook and the kitchen can look like a mess, but we bring out this magnificent meal, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, but the kitchen looks like a mess, but we life might look like a mess, but birth your dream, birth your, oh your- my God. I love you so much. This is just, I feel like, I feel like you need to be on a stage. And you need to be, you do, you need to be on a stage and you need to be, you need a sea of women having their Oprah moment with you because that's who you are right now. This is, you are so giving me an Oprah moment right now. This is just great. Like you're really speaking to where I'm at right now and I love it. I did birth several things through the pandemic and, um, 
that was, you know, uh, my relationship I'm in right now. We met literally, we met in January and we were a pandemic relationship, you know, and, and he stepped up. He, there was a time when they were talking about even like closing, he lives in a different city. So they were talking about closing the roads and closing the borders and people couldn't travel between cities. And um, his city is on the other side of the mountain range from where I live. It's, it's literally, you know, on the other side of the range. Mm-hmm. And he's all, you see that mountain range? I would just run over that and I'd get to you. There's nobody oh, going to stop us being God. together. I know. And he was serious. That wasn't like, that. He he's crazy enough he would do that. So <laughs> you make him all need one. <laughs> I met him online, believe it or not. <laughs> well, I tried that. I didn't really like it. I felt like um I felt like I wasn't it wasn't I felt like it was forced. Like when someone said hi, mm. hi, <laughs> you know? So yeah. and yeah, and then, then I saw a couple of my friends' partners on there. Mm. so they created their own profile and I thought to myself oh my god if I can see you you can see me so I just deleted it but I have heard of so many like love stories online yeah I'm hoping one day fingers crossed I meet my own um, prince charming I think you know what it's you okay so you you're speaking about taking chances and taking risks yeah. and letting go of control well yeah. that's what online dating is right like you're letting go of control and we're going with the flow and staying in the present moment and enjoying what we can enjoy and <laughs> so that's where, it where did you go on a date then during the pandemic well we met right before the pandemic right so we shut down uh, in mid-March, everything quarantined, right? So we met mid-January. We were able to go on a few dates okay. before everything shut down. And then basically all of our dates after that were quarantine dates that we made really fun. We actually wrote down, each of us wrote down um, quarantine date ideas on strips of paper. We each had like 20 strips of paper. We put in an envelope and then we would have date night and we would pick a strip of paper out of the envelope and that was our date night. And, you know, we would each have, it was kind of funny because several of the date night ideas were, we had the same, but, you know, we had fun, like, um, we had fancy dinner night where we got up in like black tie and candles and we ordered in sushi for delivery and had our fancy dinner. We had spa night where we, we got onesies and wore our onesies and did face masks and, and just had a spa night and I did a foot scrub on him and (laughs) we just did fun dates. So how did you find the transition? Cause I've dated only one person after, um, my son's dad and I was too afraid to even let my son know that that was someone I was Mm. seeing was my friend, you know, like, oh yeah. Mommy's friend is coming to the house, you know. So how was that? Were your kids happy? Like, were they like, oh, yeah, mom's getting out there? <laughs> you know, um, they really, they they love him. Oh. But I I was hesitant. They, <laughs> they met him for the first time the week before quarantine, before shutdown. Yeah. Okay. So he's only known my kids as pandemic kids, really. But what we did was um, the kids knew something in me had changed. They knew I was happy. They knew 
uh, they could tell, especially my 16-year-old. He's like, mom, something's different. You know, so I started talking to them. Yes, I met somebody and I'm I'm really in- enjoying him and I feel really mm-hmm. good and I'd like you guys to meet him. And so we had to talk about it. And when they said, okay, we're ready to meet him, we set up a meeting place at my youngest son's favorite restaurant. It's called mm-hmm. California Pizza Kitchen. And we had a little code of, okay, we're going to meet him for dinner. If you like him, you give me a code word, and I can't remember what the code word was now, and that will tell me that it's okay to invite him over to play a board game at the house because my kids love playing board games and card games. If you don't feel comfortable, then you won't say it, and we'll end dinner and go our separate ways. And, you know, I knew that they may need time to warm up to him, right? My little one turns over, turns to me maybe 10 minutes into dinner and he goes, I really like David. Can he come over? So we didn't even use the code word because right away he liked him. And um, it, it's been special from the beginning. They, they just, the three of them have gotten along so great. Wow. It's, it's been wonderful. So, so yeah. my question to you is, how, <laughs> how big do you want my hat for your wedding? <laughs> oh the biggest you can have the most fantastic <laughs> okay so so um speaking of you know manifesting and being open yeah. I was somebody not remotely interested in living with anybody again yeah. much less getting married my marriage was so difficult and painful and hurtful that I was like yeah you know, I don't mind having a boy toy. I don't mind mm. having even a relationship, but nobody's living in my space again. And and I'm definitely not getting married again. Mm. Well, David and I live together <laughs> now, <laughs> very happily. Like it is great. Wow. And um, so, and he's gonna, oh, I don't know if I should say this because he's gonna hear, but <laughs> <laughs> I I bought a pair of Bagley Mishka satin blue shoes with the wonderful crystals on the back as a symbol of being open should we decide that marriage is the right next step i'm open for it and i have the shoes (laughs) oh my god so i let the universe know if this is our right next step and i'm like turning red (laughs) when you know you know and yeah, just yeah. choose happiness. If you found someone that loves you, that's willing to friggin' jump over a mountain for you, embrace right. that. <laughs> people don't have that. You know, mm. I know certain couples that their partners never even bought them a flower. They have never even given mm. them a compliment, but someone has said that to you at the get-go. You are worth right. catching COVID for. You need to <laughs> get more than one shoe. You need to get three or four more. <laughs> Honestly, like, just em- embrace it. Your kids love him. You're living together and you have peace. Yes. Have peace. No. And enjoy it. You know, just be live in the moment. Yeah. And enjoy the happy moments. It's, it's just awesome. <laughs> I love, I actually love love. I love it. Oh, I love, yeah. I'm a hopeless romantic. So I love it. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And it'll happen for you. Yeah. I know it will. All right. So we're about to move into the really fun part of the interview where I ask I ask every guest the same three questions. 
Funny thing is, I think we've been talking about these questions throughout, so we'll see if we get different answers, but it's a really fun part. Would you like to have more personalized support in rebuilding your best life after divorce? Would you like the benefits of coaching and having a community of like-minded women supporting and empowering you? I would love to have you as a member of my Love and Life After Divorce membership group. In the Love and Life membership group, you will have monthly live group coaching calls with me, a monthly book club, accountability sisters, support sessions, empowerment activities, goal setting challenges, and so much fun. Click on the link in the show notes to join. Okay, so my first question has to do with books. I'm a big, giant book nerd, and I love books. So I always like to know what you're reading right now. And it can be a fun book. It can be a silly book. It can be a self-help. I don't care. What are you reading? I am actually reading um, Atomic Habits. Um, Ooh. Yeah, um, what's his name? Like James Water, I think his name is. Um, I have read it before, but um, there's so many principles in it that I love about forming new habits. Hold on, let me get the his last name. Um, about forming new habits, and I I feel like if I'm not living something that I've read, I need to read it again. <laughs> mm. So there's certain yeah. habits that I wanted to form in regards to like exercising every day. I started. And I stopped. So then I was like, why did I stop? And he mm-hmm. say in the book that um, if the, when you are doing something for 30 days, you're more likely to stick to it. But then if you have one day or two days of a break, then you go back to your bad habit. Oh. Yeah, you go back to oh. it. So you don't give yourself a break, basically. Just carry on persevering. Even if you decide that I was going to do exercise for like 20 minutes, and I found myself like, oh, okay, now 15 minutes is all right. Then I was like, five minutes and then kaput. <laughs> like I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'm reading mm-hmm. um, Atomic Habits again just to wake this brain up again. And um, Attached. I love Attached. Oh. Yeah, that's a Tell really- me about Attached. Yeah, so Attached is a base. It's basically about how we as human beings form attachments and we have different attachment mm-hmm. styles. So, um, I feel like personally, when I was reading the book, I'm a very, it's basically, it's like your love language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm about words of affirmations, like words affect me, you know, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know that my attachment styles were formed when I was a child, you know, like if my Mm -hmm. mom, I'm really upset with you, that would hurt me so much and it would echo through my mind. So in a relationship, mm-hmm. if my partner was like, oh, you've really upset me today, I'd be like, what can I do to fix it? You know, so mm-hmm. actually it yeah. kind of sh- puts a mirror to you and just lets you know that these are people's attachment styles and it just helps you unweave some of the bad habits so you don't attach yourself to the wrong person. Because sometimes we as women, we're, we're like a light, you know, and I don't know about you over on your side, but as soon as I open my window, the flies go to my light. <laughs> you know so yeah. we attract so many things so we need to know what we are um attracting as as women and our energies as well because when you're in a crap relationship it okay i'm going to give you another cheesy one yeah but we're like a cake yeah and someone can mm-hmm. take a slice out of us and walk away with it <laughs> and we mm-hmm. feel that that gap 
you know? So don't let anyone come along and take the slice out of you. You need to know what your love language is. You need to know how you want. And bad, bad relationships actually teach us what we don't want in our partner and mm-hmm. shows us the red flags. So yeah, me reading that book just shows me that, look, these are my attachment stars. This is what I want in my next relationship. I want someone to come over a mountain for me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just forming. And that book is just attached and um, atomic habits. It's quite, it's really good because it's just given me opportunity to form good habits. So I'm not going to go with mm-hmm. bad boys anymore because I'm not going to be fixing anyone. I'm not going to do Jesus's job for him. No. Ah, I love that. Don't no, do Jesus's job. No way. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. So I'm no longer. I've got to say. Yeah. You're, you're, when you made the comment about liking projects and, and that as women, that's what we do. And I, I think, you know, I agree with you so much. Our greatest strength at women, as women is our ability to see the potential, right? Yes. That makes us terrific mothers. We see the potential in our children. We're able to guide it and nurture it. And, and we can see the things that light them up and spark them. And we can foster them to go in that direction. And we're, we're great at that. It makes us amazing, um, teachers. It makes us amazing interior designers. It makes us amazing cooks. It makes us so many of those things. It makes us amazing at because we see the potential of something. Mm-hmm it makes us horrible at relationships because we see a man and we see his potential and we get in the relationship for his potential instead of getting in the relationship for who he is right now. And that to me was the biggest shift for me is who this man is right now in front of me is who he is. And if I am not okay with that, if I feel I need to fix him, I'm not his person and he is not my person. Yeah. He needs somebody who likes him who he is right now. Yeah. We can't change people. Mm-hmm. We can't do God's job for him. And no. we as women as well, if someone shows you who they are, you have to believe them. You have to you believe have them. You have to believe them. And one thing I said to uh, my son's dad um, when he was leaving after I begged him, I said, listen, I have got into the boxing ring of life to fight against mm-hmm. the world with you. Because my mom didn't like you, my dad didn't like you, my friends don't like you. And you have turned around and you've punched me. Mm-hmm. This fight called our relationship was meant to be us against the world. And you have turned around mm-hmm. and left me in this ring by myself. So you have to, even in a relationship, you have to be happy by yourself. No one else in this yeah. life can fulfill, can give you all that you need. You said that you're, you met someone during the pandemic. You weren't looking for anybody. You were happy. You were whole. You're mm-hmm. doing your mummy thing. You're doing your podcast. And then someone comes along. If you're broken, if you're lonely, if you um, haven't healed past relationships, past traumas, you're going to open that window up and attract something that's not meant to be for you. And it's going to damage you. And you're going to feel empty. You have to have done the inner work. You have to be whole. You have to be happy. And Mm -hmm. someone else will come and put that cherry on top of your cake, you know? Yep. Instead of taking the slice out of your cake. (laughs) Relationship is an addiction, not a subtraction. You are meant to be adding. I love that. You're meant to be adding something to me. And we relationships. So Yes. Relationships are an addition, not a subtraction. That is a quote that needs to be put on a wall. I like that. (laughs) That's good. 
Okay. Second rapid fire question is somebody is making the movie of your life and you get to pick three songs for the soundtrack. What would the three songs be? I know. This is everybody's hardest question because they're like, wait a minute, only three. Hold on. (laughs) I don't even know titles of songs, you know. I just just know the songs. Well, that's okay. You can say a couple verses. (sighs) I think it's... I, but I can't sing. There's a... <laughs> I, I gave you the hard okay. question. Right, cool. I would, I would, I would say two songs. Okay. I'll say two songs. There's a French song. Um, I think it says "No Regrets." That's what she's saying. No, 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 I cannot. Is she saying no regrets? But it's a uh-huh. French song. No But I love that song because she's just saying I. I basically have no regrets in life. Mm. Um, I love that song. Um, I just type in no regrets French and it comes up. But <laughs> that is not. Uh, I love it. If I, I love it. I'm so sorry. That's the worst one. Okay, fine. Another song. Pharrell. I love it. Cause I'm happy. <laughs> oh yes. Will. <laughs> Will. Uh, Will. I almost said Will Ferrell, but it's not Will Ferrell. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pharrell. 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 Yeah, for real. Yeah, He's like, I don't know. He's like, I think he's in his fifties, but he looks like he's twelve. I don't know what cream he, he uses, but I need some of that. <laughs> That's yeah. a great song. I love it. Okay, you did good, and you know what? Bonus points for you for singing and jamming out. That was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. Last question. Uh, We've actually talked about this a lot today because you tend to live your life like this. Um, I always like to ask, what's a regret or not regret? What is a risk you've taken that you are really glad you took? Um, Okay. I want to talk about the job. I think starting the podcast, I think Mm. um, starting a podcast for me, um, like I said, it was kind of like an emotional outlet. I'm not really confident enough to do YouTubing. I can't like, I can't do, hi guys today. No, I'm not that person. So (laughs) the podcast was, was for me. And I remember saying to my friend, oh my God, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to have it about single motherhood and, and stuff surrounding that. And, oh, imagine if I get a thousand downloads, can you actually imagine? And I'm currently on like 18,000 downloads now. And oh my god, ridiculous. I cannot believe it. And I, with the company that I'm with, you can see your analytics and you can see like different mm-hmm. countries that people are listening to your podcast in. And I kid you not, like some countries I've never even blimmin been to. Mm-hmm. People are listening and I'm getting messages in my, in my DMs. And one thing I would say is that I, when I get a message from a woman saying, I listened to your podcast and I was at my lowest and like some of the stuff you said encouraged me and mm-hmm. I feel like I can, I can go, go on. I have no friggin' regrets. I, have mm-hmm. no regrets. I was afraid. I was like, should I do this? My first episode of the podcast surrounding me being a single mom, I actually disclosed I had an abortion. So I had family members. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I did the podcast and I sent it out to everyone. I had family members say, oh my God, why would you be exposing yourself? Da, 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 da. Um. I've just 
been so un- unapologetic and my last one of my mm-hmm. um, last um, episodes that I do episodes with myself and then I interview people but one of the episodes I have with myself about me going gray down below me <laughs> which is my favorite episode I love it <laughs> I, I put it out there that I found a gray hair guys and I kid you not <laughs> that is actually my most downloaded podcast I have had podcasts surrounding domestic violence <laughs> pornography um counseling but yeah me going gray down below is what everyone wants to download (laughs) (laughs) you know why do you know why a i mean it stopped my scroll i was like wait what (laughs) what'd she just say (laughs) so it's a scroll stopper a b you're just so open and real and honest and vulnerable and such a sense of humor about it to where it's like I I think it's super freeing when somebody talks about something that there's usually shame around Mm. that people won't talk about, that it's so freeing. Like you're allowing this to be a conversation, whether it's your abortion, Mm -hmm. whether it's you were in a toxic relationship, whether it's you got on your knees and you begged, it's I found a gray hair down there. (laughs) Like whatever it is, you're talking about things that most people will not allow themselves to admit or talk about and they hold it deep inside them as a shame. And so when you talk about those things and you talk about them openly without shame, with a sense of humor, with a sense of vulnerability, then you're saying, Hey, like we're, we're all in this together. Let's, let's, let's be okay. Let's be okay. Trying to do this. Even with gray hair down there. (laughs) Oh, Lord, yes. Gray, gray, gray. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. How can listeners find you? Because my listeners absolutely need to find you. How can they find you? I am on Instagram, um, happy underscore um, single mom podcast. I am um, Facebook, happy single moms, and Twitter, the same name, happy single moms podcast on Twitter. Yes. So yeah, that's where you lot can find me. Please hit me up in the DMs. I love speaking to people. And yes, I'm a chatterbox as you lot will can hear now on the, <laughs> <laughs> on, the on the podcast. But I yeah, I just yeah, I love I love people. And that's one thing that um I discovered and having the podcast made me realise that speaking to people is what I've 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 always mm-hmm. loved. I I love yeah, just finding out what makes you tick, you know, mm-hmm. you overcome this. How can you help others? Because I feel like every pain we have in life is to help someone else. Even your marriage, your mm-hmm. separation, your story can help someone else. And we yes. might be looking at our situations and be thinking, oh my God, God, why am I in it? But there's a beauty in that story and you're going to be able to bless another human being. So Mm. me up on happy single moms podcast guy i want to hear your story <laughs> definitely yeah definitely thank you and listeners thank you so much for being with us today i hope you have had as much fun with this episode as i have my face hurts from all the smiling <laughs> I love it. It's so great. Um, please find Khalifa on Instagram, DM her and come over on Instagram and let me know what you thought of this episode. Maybe we can have Khalifa on again to have another joyful mommy talk. It would be awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a beautiful day. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Love and Life After Divorce podcast. If anything resonated with you in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. Please DM me on my Instagram at Tiffany Kane. Also, if this podcast makes you think of a friend that could benefit from hearing this message of support and empowerment, please share it with her. And remember, this podcast is sponsored by the Love and Life After Divorce Membership Group. We would be so thrilled to have you join. Have a beautiful day. And remember, of course, it's all about you. Hashtag self-love.